0: Crime does not pay.
1: Roy? Roy? You it's only a little ivory ball and a spinning wheel. Huh?
2: Oh, I know, die, honey. But look at the money riding on that little ivory ball. Fourteen flat. Oh. Right. Well, there goes another 500.
1: Oh, Roy, please, you've lost enough.
2: <laughs> Wait till I start winning.
1: You can't win. Don't you know that?
2: No, I don't know it, and our friends don't know it either.
1: That's the trouble. They are our friends, and you brought them here. Practically all of them. Place
2: your bets, ladies and gentlemen. Place your bets.
1: Here we go again. Uh,
2: 500 on nine red, Blackie. That's your bet. Last call. Place your bets, ladies and gentlemen. What? It's interesting, Diana, darling, that you notice how many of our friends are gathered around Blackie's table tonight. That that gives me a thought, an exciting thought, as a matter of fact. Uh, Shall we talk about it sometime?
3: Oh, bets down. Here she goes.
0: In the interest of good citizenship and law enforcement, we present Crime Does Not Pay, based on the famous Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer series of short subjects. In just a moment, you will hear For Sweet Charity, starring Romney Brent. Does not pay, starring Romney Brent as Roy Maxwell in For Sweet Charity. Mm-hmm. Roy Maxwell was the original Silver Spoon boy, scion of a very wealthy family, frequenter of cafe society. Roy boasted that he had been through more colleges more quickly than any of his friends, and that each time he was expelled, it was for a different reason. Roy was a rascal, but a charming and delightful rascal. A wastrel, too. But this made little difference to anyone, and particularly to the women of his acquaintance. Charm can, and very often does, blind even the wisest woman to weakness and careless living. In the case of Roy Maxwell, Diana Sheffield was willingly blind, parking her good sense at home whenever she dated Roy.
2: So, my dear Diana, as all good stories end, they live happily ever after.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Roy, darling, really. It's cruel the things you can do to a perfectly innocent children's story.
2: I'm cruel? darling, have you ever analyzed Hans Christian Andersen? there's more death and torture in those stories than in Edgar Wallace.
1: (laughs) I believe you're right, darling. Imagine that witch fattening up two innocent children... Just to practice cannibalism on them.
2: (laughs) Well, of course, I'm not certain that Hansel and Gretel is Mr. Anderson, but you're so right about the cannibalism. (laughs) Want to amble on? This place is getting rather stuck here.
1: Whatever you say, darling.
2: Then I say, let's roll.
1: There,
2: the way that you keep the change. Uh, Let me hold your wrap.
1: Sometimes, Roy, you're a gentleman to the point where it hurts.
2: Uh, What else have I to recommend?
1: Oh, charm, my boy. Charm.
2: Uh, thank you, ma'am. Uh, pardon me, I'm sorry. Oh, uh, excuse me. Uh, well, one pardon thing about you. warm weather, I don't have to buy back my top coat. Yes.
1: Even with men's clothes, it's not the cost. It's the upkeep. You can for say the... that again. Oh.
2: What is this strange odor? Not fresh air.
1: I'm afraid it is, darling. Strange aroma, isn't it?
2: Excuse me. Uh, uh, taxis! Ah, here we are. Lucky tonight, huh? In, in you go, darling. Thank you. Uh, Just take a ride, driver. We're interested in fresh air. Hold the gas, driver. Hiya, Maxwell. Well, well, well. Blacky Distant. Diana, my dear, this is Mr. Distant, uh, an acquaintance of mine. Uh, Mr. Distant, Miss Sheffield.
1: Uh, how do you do? Hi. Oh.
2: What's on your mind, Distant? Why? In a hurry? Well, we are blocking the traffic, rather. Uh, Miss Sheffield and Take I were... Take it work. easy, kid. So, if you remove your head from the window of this conveyance, we'll move along. Get down off the high horse, fella. I knew you when. All right. What do you want? I want to see you. Well, you see me. In private. Tomorrow. About four. Very well. You can get along now, driver. Mr. Diston has given me the message. Just be there, fella. I don't bring messages. I send my boys... So do like I tell you, see? Of all the colossal nerve.
1: Who is he, dear? Just, just
2: Blackie
1: Diston. The Blackie Diston? Why, wherever did you meet him? At the track, why? Why, the way you talk back to him. Oh, Roy, darling, maybe there's more backbone in you than I thought.
2: Really? Well, I'll remember that tomorrow at four. Right now, Maxwell. Okay, give. We have a deal back Shall we make the giving uh, simultaneous?
3: Well, you know, kid, for a smoothie with a bank
2: account, you're a pretty shrewd customer. (laughs) I take that as a compliment. You got the list? I have. You have the check, no doubt, hmm? Sure. Made out to cash. Here it is. Hmm, not bad at all. This amount includes my ten percent, huh, up to date? Up to last night. That is including the dough that you, uh... that you, uh, dropped at the table with the galloping dominoes. As I said, not at all bad. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll just take it. Uh, uh... Where's the list? (laughs) pardon me. Right here. Another dozen names and phone numbers. Hey, you're developing quite a mailing list through me, Blackie, huh? Yeah, sucker list, you mean... (laughs) Yeah, it's fat pickings, too. It was a good day for both of us when we made our deal. Good for you and uh, not bad for me. That's right. Take your check. Thanks. I'll be seeing you. Hey, just a minute. How come your girlfriend's phone number isn't on here, Maxwell? Your Sheffield doesn't gamble. Well, you know, you might earn yourself an extra 5%. If... Uh, Just by chance, her number turned up on a list. You can forget that angle, Blackie. I'm not doing that yet. In fact, I find being your shill not exactly tasteful. But uh, profitable, huh? Yes, to a degree. And exciting to a degree. Also rather humorous, I find it. Mm -hmm. I find it rather enjoyable to be, uh, well, to borrow a phrase, uh, taking my towels to the cleaners. (laughs) Mm-hmm.
1: When they come down a stretch like
2: this. Yes, I suppose it
1: is. Oh, how can you stand there like that, behaving as if you were bored? Roy Maxwell. Well, oh, perhaps
2: I am bored, oh. darling. With
1: all those wonderful horses. Oh,
2: it's not the horses, dear. It's the people and their wages. they
1: get fun out of betting.
2: And losing?
1: That's a chance anyone takes. That's what makes it so exciting.
2: Is it really? Well, uh, frankly, Diana, when I bet on anything, I like to be uh, reasonably sure I'll win, one way or another. I'll take two. Give the man two, Blackie. Check. Two. Well,
1: Marge? Oh, I always have such a time. Hmm, all right. Three.
0: Check.
2: Three. Anybody know the time? 3.15 a.m.
1: Oh, my goodness. This will have to be the last part.
2: Then make it a good one, Marge. Black is so far ahead now. How many, Roy? Uh, tat. Is that so? Well, I'll take two myself.
3: This will be a good one, all right.
2: I can see it on Marge's face. (laughs) (laughs) So can I. That's what I like about poker. If it's not in the cards, it's in the player's face. And either way, how can you lose?
1: But but you're losing almost as much as I am, Roy.
2: That doesn't bother me, darling. I'll get it back sooner or later.
1: Roy? Roy? Roy, it's only a little ivory ball and a spinning wheel.
2: What? Oh, oh. I know, by honey, but look at the money riding on that little ball.
1: Fourteen
2: black. Well, there goes another 500.
1: Oh, Roy, please. You've lost enough.
2: <laughs> Wait till I start winning.
1: You can't win. Don't you know that? No,
2: I don't know it. And our friends don't know it either.
1: That's the trouble. They are our friends. And you brought them here. Practically all of them. Place
2: your bets, ladies and gentlemen. Place your bet. Here we go again. 500 on uh, nine red black. That's your
3: bet. Last call, place your bets,
2: ladies and gentlemen. It's interesting, Diana, darling, that you noticed uh, how many of our friends are gathered around Blackie's table tonight. That gives me a thought, an exciting thought, as a matter of fact. Uh, Shall we talk about it sometime?
3: Hmm? All bets down. There she goes.
1: to stop this gambling. Horses, cards, dice, roulette, anything and everything.
2: Why, darling, isn't it exciting? Oh,
1: it's exciting, no doubt about it. Then why stop? Because you lose all the time.
2: It's only money,
1: darling. Your money won't last forever.
2: Neither will I.
1: Oh, what a horrible thing to say, Roy.
2: Sorry, darling. Look, Di, you grant me that gambling can be exciting. All right. And you'll also agree that most of our friends feel the same way.
1: Obviously, from the way they followed you to that man Diston's places.
2: Good. Now then, it strikes me that if Diston can do it, so can I.
1: You want to run a gambling place? Roy, have you gone crazy? Why not? I'm as smart as black. That horrid man.
2: (laughs) The first time you met him, you thought he was interesting.
1: And I don't like him now. He's evil somehow. I see.
2: Well, then, wouldn't you rather have our friends play with us than with him?
1: That was the only choice, yes. But you don't need money that badly. Or do you, Roy?
2: To myself, of course not. But, well, I had an idea last night at the roulette table. Well, suppose our friends gambled, won a little, and what they lost went to charity. hmm? To charity? Yes. Society gambles for sweet charity's sake. All the profits after expenses we give to a particular cause. A, A different cause each night, huh? Same excitement, same fun, but instead of blacking, making the money, some worthy charity would.
1: Why, well, Roy, darling, that's the best idea ever.
2: I thought you'd like it, darling. Oh, uh, we'll think about it. In the Meantime, uh, a drink for me?
1: Uh, right away. Oh, Roy, this is going to be wonderful.
2: <laughs> yes, it is going to be wonderful, particularly when you figure that charity begins at home. Uh.
0: In just a moment, Crime Does Not Pay will continue with For Sweet Charity. Now we continue with Crime Does Not Pay... Starring Romney Brent as Roy Maxwell in For Sweet Charity. Whatever might be said about Roy Maxwell, no one can deny he was a man who proceeded immediately to put his plans into action. With Diana as his willing, if unknowing, front, Roy interested some of the women among his gambling friends in his idea... Gamble for charity suddenly became a secret slogan. A date and place were set for the first trial. Then Roy visited his friend, Blackie Diston.
2: Blackie, I'm going into business for myself. You are? You make that sound as if I'd better not. You catch on quick. Well, don't you believe I'm qualified? (laughs) Oh, you're qualified. Then why the objection? I haven't any objections. You might have a couple, though. Me? my own idea yeah you won't make any profit in a cement overcoat what you heard me i control gambling in this burg you ought to know that and nobody muscles in (laughs) catch (laughs) is that all (laughs) what's so funny did you really think i would try to get in on you old man what else well that's silly on the face of it blackie I'm not interested in making book or any other of your other activities. Uh, Just an occasional setup so that my friends can lose their money for charity. (laughs) You're kidding. Am I? How would you like 15% of the cut?
3: That kind of charity is always interesting.
2: I need equipment, and you have it. You want my kind of equipment? From wheels to cold deck to chuck-a-luck cages and back again. Your favorite charities can make money that way. I'm figuring on that. You got dealers, croupiers, all the rest? Oh, I can get them, some of my friends. To run my kind of equipment? That is a problem, isn't it? Uh, After all, it's quite simple to spin a roulette wheel and drop the ball, but not quite so simple to um, control where the ball is going to be when the wheel stops. Yeah, I figured that was going to be your problem. What's your idea? Well, I might hire some professional help. Like who, for instance? Like you, for the wheel, and maybe Joey Ransom to deal 21, and maybe uh, Stitcher Marnell for dice table, yes. You want all that for 15%? And informal evening wear, if you don't mind. 15% of what? Of my share. I get it. Your ideas of charity are uh, very interesting, Maxwell. Maybe you're smarter than I figured. Maybe I am, my friend. It's just possible that I am.
3: Fifteen.
1: Black.
2: Place your bets, ladies and gentlemen. Place your bets. A hundred on black. That's your bet. Place your bets, ladies and gentlemen. How are we doing, Blackie? It's starting slow, but they'll be making with the G-notes instead of C's in a few minutes now. Meantime, uh, they're winning? Meantime, yeah. yeah. Place your bets, ladies and gentlemen. Place your bets. Ah, another customer. See you later, Blackie. Last call, ladies and gentlemen. Get it down. Get oh, your money Mr. down. Oh,
1: Maxwell, this is just too exciting. A marvelous idea.
2: I'm happy you think so, dear. Gamble for charity, fun for all, and uh, milk for the unfortunate kiddies.
1: Oh, it's just too wonderful. Our committee won't know how to thank you.
2: I'm sure they won't. Oh, excuse me, my dear, the doorbell again. Of
1: course, dear boy, run along. I know how busy you are.
2: Diana darling
1: hello gambler what took you so long afraid of a (laughs) raid
2: of course not (laughs) it's all for the cause
1: Mm. quite a crowd
2: yes they all turned out you look lovely darling
1: new dress just for your debut dear as a legitimate entrepreneur
2: thank you dear (laughs) it is a production isn't it
1: soft music green table
2: blue chips well I'm glad you like it
1: oh I do It's so much better than... Seventeen,
2: red. Place your bets, ladies and gentlemen.
1: What's Blackie Diston doing here?
2: Handling the wheel for me, darling?
1: For charity, Roy?
2: Of course, darling. What else?
1: I don't believe it.
2: But look, sweetheart, these friends of ours would find ordinary gambling dull, wouldn't they?
1: What's that got
2: to do with him? Well, his his flavor, darling, scenery. Lots of our friends are used to him.
1: Yes, aren't they, though?
2: So I asked him to do this for me as a kind of, uh, well, uh, window dressing.
1: You're sure that's all you ask him to do? Of course,
2: darling. Now, now look, relax and enjoy yourself, huh? You don't think I need to do anything illegitimate, do you, dear?
1: Maxwell, I'm sure our committee is more grateful to you for your wonderful affair than I can say. Oh,
2: don't thank me, darling. Thank your friends who played so well and so long. Lost
1: <laughs> with such good grace.
2: Yes, you see, the person who runs a gambling place can't lose. The percentages are always with the house.
1: Are they really? Oh,
2: yes, always. Well, here's your check for the profits, ma'am. Oh. Isn't
1: this nice?
2: Well, I'm, I'm sorry it isn't more... Better luck next time.
1: Uh, (laughs) Better or worse luck?
2: Well, that depends on which side of the table you're on, doesn't it?
1: Yes. Yes, I I guess it does. We
2: had several winners. It cut our profit margin considerably.
1: Oh? Oh, yes. Uh, Well, Mr. Maxwell, I know this check will buy a lot of milk. It's all that's important isn't it
2: naturally and well I'm, I'm glad i could help you
1: of course well until next time mr maxwell bye diana darling goodbye dear
2: it's been a privilege working with you my dear
1: <laughs> well thank you again you'll hear from us soon mr maxwell
2: <laughs> i doubt if i will ah, but there'll be others
1: roy where's the rest of the money
2: What are you talking about, Di, darling?
1: Did Blackie get it all, or did you? Whatever got into you? I'm not stupid, Roy. I saw the money crossing those tables. I have a pretty good idea what it costs to rent gambling equipment. Where's the rest of the money?
2: Di, you're accusing me of cheating.
1: I'm not accusing you of anything, yet. But I think you have some explaining to do. $1,200 profit. Why, why, it's incredible. Why,
2: you are suspicious.
1: Roy Maxwell. At least $100,000 was bet one way or another in that apartment the other night. Most of it was lost. Where is it? Well, expenses, dear. What kind of expenses? Paying Blackie Diston and his boys?
2: Someone ask for me? Stay out of this, Blackie.
1: No, Mr. Diston, don't stay out of it. I want to know what... happened. I'm
2: ha- happy to see you again, Miss Sheffield. How can I help you?
1: What was your cut?
2: 15%.
1: I thought so. Roy Maxwell, I knew you were weak, but I never thought you'd steal. Now, see here, Diana.
2: Save it, Maxwell. The dame's wise.
1: You can bet on that.
2: Now, why did you have to do that for? The dame's wise. You got the dough? Of course. And cash? Well, naturally, but before I... Oh, jerk, this town's going to be too hot for both of us for a while. Unless you want, I should dump the dame. Are you crazy? No, but you are.
3: If you think a babe like this one will keep away from the cops now that she knows what you've been doing... I figured this, so I picked up a couple of seats on the four o'clock plane to the coast. We'll just make it before she wakes up. I didn't hit too hard. Come on, let's go, fella. You need a long vacation in the sunshine. What, what's
2: keeping that plane, huh? who knows pilot didn't tell me you see i'm not in his confidence this is ridiculous you know I... is it maybe you like the inside of a jail oh i forgot you never been inside looking out there are other ways besides blackjacks you know like what talking a dame out of squealing exactly it's much more efficacious. Well, if you hadn't been so quick, I would have persuaded Diana to come with us. And... Well, that would have been very nice, but I'm sorry. I only had two tickets. Is that our thing? I don't know. Well, could be. I should be. Let's find out. Come on, don't
3: stand there.
1: Why so open-mouthed, Mr. Diston? Did you think you hit me harder?
3: If your hands in sight, Diston. Don't move. These the men, Miss Sheffield? Yes. Both of them. All right, boys, take them downtown. Book them for illegal gambling, embezzling, and felonious assault. Now, see here, officer. Lieutenant, I... if you don't mind, and uh, save it for the
2: judge. Now, this man, Distance, struck Miss Sheffield and forced me to go with him at gunpoint. Oh, and... Roy,
1: I... whatever you've done, you've done. But don't crawl. Just don't crawl.
2: You'll never make it stick, Lieutenant. I'll be out in four hours. Now, he did it all, I tell you. He, he
3: tricked the wheels and put loaded dice on the tables and... Save it, Maxwell. There'll be plenty of time for you to sing. Let me hit him, Lieutenant, just once. Uh, I'll talk. Uh, I'll talk. Well, shut up to both of you. All right, take them along, boys. If they don't come quietly, you know what to do. Here we go, Miss Sheffield. I'm sure you'll see enough of these men when they come to trial. Oh, perhaps we ought to stop at the office here and thank the airline for holding that plane until we arrived.
1: Crime
0: does not pay. <laughs> Romney Brent, who starred as Roy Maxwell in For Sweet Charity, will be back with you in just a moment. here in person is Romney Brandt. There is,
2: of course, little excuse for people like Roy Maxwell. With every advantage in their youth, they find thrills in wasting their material goods and their opportunities. The thrills lead them on until they find themselves caught up in a web of their own making. Where the fault lies, in bad training, and some psychological lack, we cannot say. But we can point out, as vehemently as possible that for this kind of person, as well as for the gangsters and racketeers of Blacked distance ilk, crime does not pay. Thank you,
0: Mr. Brandt. Crime Does Not Pay is written by Ira Marion and directed by Marx B. Loeb, with music composed and conducted by John Gart. Technical advisor is Burton B. Turkis. The events, characters, and names used in the story you have just heard are fictitious. Any similarity is purely coincidental. This is Bob Williams speaking.